All right, let's pray. Let's pray. Father, it's such a joy to be here today. It's such a joy to, to celebrate 10 years of being at Grace, Lord. Just such a privilege to lead. We thank you, Father. I thank you for all those who have been part of Grace over these 10 years. And I thank you, Lord, that we can continue to serve you and honour you and serve the people of Purley and the surrounding areas. And I say thank you, Father, for that. And now, Lord, as we come to what you want to say to us today, just open our hearts to receive. Holy Spirit, just use us, speak through us this morning. Thank you, Father. Amen. Thank you, Donnie. So we have a Saturday morning prayer meeting. At the end of every month, we have a breakfast at our home and others join in online. And it is such a powerful time. And God is giving us words from you for grace. And, and it's just our hearts. We've asked the question, why do we have prayer meetings? And so this is what we'd like to address today. Why do we have prayer meetings? And then for those of you that haven't been able to come, we've picked out key points that keep coming and keep coming and keep coming so that you can be invested in what God is saying to us as a church. And you don't think, oh, why are they doing that? And it's because God's been speaking to us in the prayer meeting. So this is why we have prayer meetings. And we want to encourage you. So Mark spoke last week about the importance and power of prayer in our lives and the life of grace. And so why is this so important? It's important because the Lord is center of who we are and what we do, or he should be. God sent his son, Jesus, who was without sin, to die for our sins so we could be set free from the bondage of sin and live in a love relationship with our Heavenly Father. We are part of his family, and Christ lives in us by his Holy Spirit. And I want to quote from 1 John 3 and verse 1, Behold, there's our word again, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. So how do we tap into this love? By communicating with him. You all know in your relationships when the communication breaks down, it's because there's no love. And we communicate with God by prayer. And that's why we have prayer meetings. So we can hear from God, be led and guided by him. Share our hearts, fears, dreams, desires with our Father who loves us and cares for us and wants to be in a relationship with us. We cannot be called children of God if we don't spend time with him, listening to him, asking him how we should be living our lives and sharing our lives with him. This is why we pray. And this is why we have prayer meetings, because the family of Grace Vineyard is part of God's family, and we want to know what he is saying to us and how to follow him.
Mark always says that the prayer meeting is the engine room of the church. The prayer meeting is the engine room of the church. This is where we get our power to live our lives in the way he has planned and prepared for us. If we only ever pray in the privacy of our homes, how will we ever hear God speaking to us for our church? It is when we gather corporately and wait on him together as the family of grace that he speaks to us, leading and guiding us into all he has planned for us as a church. If you are not in that prayer meeting, how will you know what God is saying to us as a church? And then how will you be able to partner with us when you don't know where we're going and why we're going there? God has been speaking to us so powerfully since we came out of COVID. And we want to try and summarize the main points so we can all be of one mind and one purpose. So here are the words of Acts 1 and verse 4 in the Amplified Bible. All these, and he's talking about the followers of Jesus, with one mind and one purpose were continually devoting themselves to prayer, waiting together, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Do you get the sense of family together in this? Acts 2 and verse 2 says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayer. And Acts 6 verse 4 says, and we'll devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Will you ponder on what you are devoting yourself to while Mark comes to bring you the first prayer point that we want to share with you? Yeah. The first word that came through so strongly in the prayer meeting since November of last year is hold, hold, and with that, protection. In the November prayer meeting, there was a strong sense from God that we are not to rush into the next thing that we thought God wanted us to do, but rather we were to hold our present position, much like an army on a battlefield. We were not to advance nor retreat, but to wait, to observe, and to survey the landscape we find ourselves in, knowing that Jesus is holding us in this place. We are to surrender everything to him, because we can trust him. We are like a train in the dark that, that is being held at a signal until another train comes past. If we carry on, there could be an accident, or the platform we're going to is not ready for us. So wait till God moves us. It could be that there is danger ahead, or the opportunity that is to open up for us is not ready just yet. One of the things that has excited me about the prayer meetings is that people are not afraid to sit in silence and not feel obliged to pray. We have become far better at sitting and listening to God before we pray out. We, we can sit in silence for a while and not be nervous about it. And it's grown over the months that we've been doing it. And this is the part of the holding that God has placed in us. 
and wants us to continue in. That when we come before him, we wait on him. Now normally in our December leaders and trustees away day, we reflect on the past year and then plan for the coming year. Last December we reflected on the, on the year past, but did not get around to looking at plans for 2022. For a number of reasons. But mainly because God had said hold, and he didn't allow us to do any of the planning. Even though Jill and I had some points that we wanted to speak through, we never got around to that. Now, in what we call the Lord's Prayer, we're taught to pray, give us this day our daily bread. Meaning we have to wait upon and rely on God every day for our provision. Just like the Israelites in the wilderness. They collected manna for that day. One day. Apart from on the day before the Sabbath. Because then they were not allowed to go out and collect. So they were instructed to collect for two days then. They were totally reliant on God for their provision. And we need to be the same. In our time of hold, it's a time of strengthening. It's like someone doing a plank position exercise. If you know what the plank is. I mean, Jill can demonstrate if you want. No. Okay. She can do a plank. So it strengthens our core. When you do a plank, you're on your elbows, on your toes, and your body is straight. It strengthens your core. And that's what we're doing. We're in that hold position, and we strengthen our core. As God has said to us to hold, there's something that comes with that. Something I mentioned when speaking about the train being held, and that's protection. The train is held to prevent an accident. In November and again in March, God showed us that he has his guardian angels watching over us. The spirit realm is real. Okay, The spirit realm is real. There are angels and demons. Demons are just fallen angels. And there's a spiritual bat battle happening all around us. But most of the time we're not aware of it because we've not asked God to open our spiritual eyes to see into the spirit realm. If we did, we would see the battle that is taking place. God has set his angels over us to protect us from the demons. He stands over us like a mother hen stands over her chicks and protects them from the enemy by covering them with her wings. If you've ever seen that, uh, situation where the mother hen stands there and the chicks are running around and then the danger approaches they immediately run to her she puffs out her, her wings puts them out and they all come and stand underneath her the enemy can't see them and she protects them and that's what god does he's got his guardian angels that are standing with their wings up open wide over us there are times we find ourselves in a cocoon where we are protected while god is doing a work in our lives, transforming us into his likeness. The cocoon is a place of growth and transformation. It is where we feel the closeness of God and the protection of God. These aren't our words. These are your words. Those of you that have been at the prayer meetings, this is what God has spoken to you. So this is not Mark and I. This is, this is Grace Vineyard speaking us. The next um, one that came through repeatedly is behold, and we've shared some of that. Seek his face. The word behold has come up again and again, which is why we have chosen it as our word for the year, and why our scriptures last term and this term 
have the word behold in them. This is what God has been emphasizing to us as we wait on him. We are to seek his face, behold his glory, fix our eyes on him, keep abiding in him. We had the picture of a baby being held in the father's hands and just looking at him, beholding him and doing. And we get very frustrated when Oliver holds Isaac because then Isaac just gazes lovingly at Oliver and ignores us. Perfect picture. Because we love him, we behold him, gaze at him, want to be with him, and he changes our hearts as we worship him. A child is cared for. We are God's children, depending on him. He takes responsibility for us. We're his family. There was also the picture of an older brother bending over the crib and lovingly stroking the baby's head. Jesus is our big brother, always with us, protecting and caring. He's there for us. We can turn to him. He looks at us and finds us beautiful. And we behold him. And he is so beautiful, so awesome. We can hardly comprehend it. To be captivated by the beauty of Jesus, we have to stop and look. To behold. Too often we are rushing and we don't stop to take the time to pause and seek his face. Moses was going slow enough to notice the bush was burning and turn aside to look. And God spoke to him. What is holding us back? What is distracting us? Is it work? Are we too performance orientated? Do we get consumed by what we're doing? Our work should be for God's glory. Don't let things disturb us from seeking his face. We ask God to give us a window to look out and see him, to behold, to look with fresh eyes, to see him in a new way, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and look not just what he's done for us, but at him. When we behold his beauty, it changes us. We need a fresh vision of who God is and that he chose us. We need to capture that childlike love and trust. We were encouraged to slow down, behold, be with the Lord. When we've been there long enough, do you see how this ties up the behold, he's holding us, hold. When we've been there long enough, he'll release us to go into the world to share his love with those who don't know him. We will reflect his glory. Blind eyes will be opened, deaf ears will hear, the lame will walk and the sick will be healed because we have spent time in his presence seeking his face. We will be drunk 
even with the Holy Spirit, and there will be no fear. When we seek his face and spend time with him, we radiate his love. We mirror God's face and shine it onto others. This is the time to climb onto his lap and just be with him in his presence. Behold, seek his face. Ephesians 3 and verses 20 and 21. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work in us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Now, the third word that we heard consistently from God is unity. There was a picture of a big plastic inflatable bubble that you can get in and then walk on water. You know what I'm talking about, those big inflatables? The bubble gives you protection from the difficulties and sicknesses you face. You can see through it, but you can't touch anyone else. We think it's a safe place, but it isn't. When we're in this bubble, we are operating in our own strength. God does not want us in this bubble where we can't touch one another. He created us to come together in unity. When we are on the train that I mentioned earlier, we are all safe in our compartments, but we're not alone. We're there with others. others. We share it with others who are in the compartment too. The train protects us from the outside elements, but it's also a place of being together and being in unity. God desires us to be in unity, but not uniformity. We are all created as unique individuals who need one another and need to be with one another. We are an army, an army that marches together, obeys instructions, moves as one, and cares for one another. There is a deep unity amongst those who are with us as well as with the Lord. In the army, we are to hear the voice of the commanding officer so that everyone moves together at the same time. We're not to to question the commanding officer, but obey him. The serving soldiers coming out of war can't adjust back into civilian life easily. And we should feel out of step with the world. We are in the world, but not of the world. When you join the army, you do it knowing you might die. So prepare to die. That is what we are like when we come to Christ. We die to self. It's a sacrifice. We're also like an orchestra, where we're all playing different instruments, but reading from the same score, following the conductor's directions. We need to know who we are. We are united, but we can celebrate our differences. We need to consolidate, come together, become one. God is adding people to us. We need the whole orchestra, so we are ready to play the full song. We need everyone in the orchestra, and we need to follow the lead of the conductor. How good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity. It is like precious oil poured on the head, 
running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down upon the collar of his robes. It is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion. For there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. Psalm 133. Jesus is central to our unity as an orchestra. Follow him and don't play out of tune. In unity there is strength. We need one another. When we find ourselves or someone else in a valley, as we find in, described in Psalm 23, remember we have a route through it. And as we share it with others, we strengthen one another and the community. God can turn suffering to good, forming character in us so that we can strengthen others. There was a picture of the redwoods in North America. They are some of the tallest trees in the world, if not the tallest in the world. But they have a very shallow root system. It spreads outwards, but not downwards. What stops them from falling over is that they grow close together, so that when the wind blows, they can lean against one another and support each other. We are to lean on each other. We, when we are struggling, we can't see the wood for the trees, but others around us are there for us to lean on. God gives us the strength to carry on. Because we lean on God, we can be strong for others to lean on. You pushed me violently that I might fall, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. Psalm 118, verses 13 and 14. I trust that this has encouraged you. And if you're not a regular at the prayer breakfast, I want to encourage you to be with us at our next corporate prayer breakfast on Saturday the 28th of May at our house to wait on the Lord and to hear what he has to say to us. Amen. So this is especially for you, Tracy, and Mark, you chipped. The first discussion question is not what did you get out of this message, just to let you all know. So which of these three points has God been speaking to us in our prayer meetings that touches you the most and why? So if you remember, it spoke hold, hold, but it was place of protection and maturing. To behold, to seek his face, to spend time in his presence, and then unity, that we need to be together in unity, in unity with him and in unity with one another. So which of those points touches you the most and why? And then please pray into these three areas because these are areas God has been speaking to us as Grace Vineyard. Please pray into these three areas, asking for God to continue speaking to us. And if as you're praying, God gives you a word, won't you scribble it down or remember it and then come and share because he speaks to us when we wait. So um, now the group online go the, on they, to... Yeah, the, the group online, we'll stop the, the online yes. thing, put them onto the Zoom and get the questions up for them. We don't have a huge amount of time just because of the celebration today, but uh, got sort of 10 minutes or so. Hopefully that's enough, but also gives you time to ponder. And then, as I said last week, um, and I want to thank Bob and Yvonne for responding, um, if you... Uh, 
have something from God that you want to send, email me. From and, the questions. Yeah, the questions. From the questions, email me. So if, how these points, which of these points touches you and what's God saying to you, just send an email through to me um, to the office at gracevineyard.co.uk. Okay. And I hope so, it's helped you to see what God has been saying to us over the months and where we're going as a church, as a body. Amen. Okay.